Yo, what up, podcast? Do me a favor. Pick up your phone right now. Text message me 678-848-3028. I'm about to put all my eggs in this fucking text basket and messenger basket. Text me your question of the day. Ask Mr. Z. Hashtag me on Twitter. Ask Mr. Z. I'm not really sure what the best hashtag is going to be. I'm still trying to figure it out. But please, please get on my podcast. I'd love for you to intro it. I'd love to jam with you. Text me right now, 678-848-3028, and I'll give you a shout out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, eight across eight platforms, all of the social media. Ask me a question. Text me right now, 678-848-3028. The Zareer Merwanji Audio Experience. What up, podcast? Zareer Merwanji. Hey, I just wanted to say real quick, thank you so much for all of my fans. I started this journey on podcasting, uh, I'd probably say 2007, 2008, but I was making podcasts for my company and business and corporations and things like that. And uh, they really never did allow me to you know, send the information out over the airwaves. And now that I have my own personal podcast uh, called the Zareer Merwanji Audio Experience, you just never, you just never know what you're going to hear. It's absolutely raw. Uh, I'm driving, you know, into uh, work today, um, driving safely. I've got my Apple AirPods on and, uh, you know, just kind of ranting my thoughts and one of the things I was thinking about this morning is how grateful I am for you guys because the podcast has really blown up. It's really grown. Um, I'm starting to get some uh, analytics and statistics to show me that people from all over the world actually care about the message. And I love the texts and the DMs and the emails and the videos. And hit me up on Twitter. Keep hit, hitting me up on Twitter at Zareer Merwanji. My Twitter handle is Z-A-R-I-R. My last name is M-E-R-W-A-N-J-I. You want a career like Zareer. So thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. And speaking of career, I wanna give you five pieces of career and business advice for 2020. And I'm saying for 2020 because we've got less than 60 days left uh, in 2019. And <clears throat> it's been a very good year for me when it comes to my journey of self-awareness and just kind of, you know, trying to figure myself out and focus on things that I'm really, really good at and, you know, kind of staying in my lane and not dwelling on things that I suck at. And one of the things that I can tell you is in my 25 years of entrepreneurship and being an operator and business owner, uh, master trainer for national corporations, keynote speaker, the number one piece of advice I'd like to start off with this morning is if, if one employee in your company or one employee on your team or the one person that you have is out producing everybody, but 
they actually make all of the other employees miserable and they still don't fix their behavior after you sit them down and try to change it you know and you you have that conversation two to three times you know you fill out the performance improvement plan or you you know you fill out a pip um they've got to go and to me this is probably one of the most talked about pieces of business advice that i get and always get asked about constantly and it and it does make sense as to why right like if someone in your company and and I, and i'm just going to use me as an example if someone in my team or my business right if i'm an operator and i'm an un, un, entrepreneur and i'm trying to feed my family on straight commission uh and i'm working and i'm grinding and i'm hustling if someone on my team acts like a jerk to everybody else that they work with then there's a couple of ways that i would handle that first of all i'm not going to look the other way that's the number one advice i would give you even even if they happen to be somebody who is really crushing their numbers they're producing they're putting you know they're selling a lot whatever it is that you're selling to me culture drives the organization at the core and if that becomes bad if that's something that becomes ruined then nothing else matters so what i would do then is basically sit them down and, and try to have a conversation you know and sit rick down and sit sally down and sit mohammed down or sit whoever down and i would first take the blame me it's my fault i did it it's my company it's my business it's my it's my vision it's my mission right so i'm going to be at fault first and say oh my gosh it's my fault everything's my fault and i take the blame number 1 because every single problem is always my fault and then i ask them and i'll say yo what did i do wrong to put you in a position you know where you have to act like this like are you not clicking with someone that you're working with is something going on at home like what am i missing here right and then i try to spend at least you know 80% of our meeting trying to make them feel safe but also at the same time penetrate any insecurities that might be the source of the issue because that's what it boils down to 100% of the time and sometimes you know the person is going to turn their behavior around in maybe a week or maybe a few days or sometimes even just a couple of months but other times it's just going to continue and i'm just going to have to let that person go like if that if that person's bad behavior continues and you're listening to me right now and you're a ceo who who keeps them around you know because they're hitting their targets you're sending a clear message to everybody else to every other single employee about what you really think about company culture right i was looking at a um I was looking at an article recently and it's like drawn out in cartoons and stuff and the guy says the guy says to to one guy he says you're saying I should fire Bob but he's my top salesperson boss well the response came back 
and said, if he's a jerk to everybody that he works with, it doesn't matter how good his numbers are, you're eventually going to make the entire business vulnerable and you're just going to lose. Got it? All right, so uh, piece of advice number two. I think you need to focus on your happiness more than what other people think of you. Like there's so many people who actually hate their Monday through Friday and they genuinely just cheer for the weekend as soon as the week starts. How's your day? How's it going? Oh, it's Monday. Uh, Okay. Uh, Wednesday. Hey, how's it going? It's hump day. Okay. And today's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, are you? Yeah, now, now you're super happy on Friday because Monday to Thursday has gone by and you have no work to do on the weekend. And I have zero problems with people actually who look forward to the weekend. But if you dread Monday through Friday, why would you want to live your life that way? That just doesn't make any sense. You've got this one life until the clock hits zero and then it's the end. Like, what what else is there? Do you have two lives that you're going to live? Like, are you going to live to 100 and then start over for another 100? I don't think so. Like, why would you want to live that way, right? So the truth of the matter is that if you factor out sleep, you basically live to work right? It basically makes up the majority of your life. Like if you're unhappy at work, then I think it's time to ask yourself, what am I doing? Like, what are you actually doing? And I'm not saying you do that by judging yourself or beating yourself up because I'm saying it, but by thoughtfully just sitting down and analyzing, hey, what could I do to change my situation, right? And my number one job today and, and always my message will remain the same is that I want to make people realize that they should focus on maximizing their happiness, not necessarily the dollars to take an extra vacation a year to Ibiza or Dubai or wherever it is that you want to go, you know, or, or maybe going to Costco or ordering something online on Amazon or on Apple or you know just searching on Google and buying things out of insecurity or maybe buying things out of unhappiness or pandering to other people's opinions of you right stop justifying your dreams and just go execute them business career piece of advice number three The best sales strategy, this is what a lot of my salespeople and their sales managers and their leadership all the way up to the top constantly ask me. And it's funny, I'll never name names, but I get asked all the time from very top of the funnel, very top leadership as to what they think I should, you know, what what I think they should do. Um... Hey, do you have a secret bullet? Do you have a magic trick? Do you have any closing? Uh, I've got a, a buddy of mine who is getting ready to fly out and go do a course somewhere uh, on handling objections. And I'm thinking, 
why is that even necessary? Like you could watch YouTube videos, you could follow the webinars that we do, you could, you know, watch a video, you could read a book. Like, why do I need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for three or four days to fly somewhere to teach you how to handle objections? So here's my piece of advice. Number three, stop trying to sell the unsellable. Okay. If you're a salesperson on straight commission and you're constantly dwelling on how to overcome objections, it's been fascinating to see the evolution of how people actually think of sales nowadays, especially since the rise of the internet. But here's one huge mistake that I think many, many salespeople are making and consistently make. And that's trying to convince people who don't want to buy. They try to sell everybody instead of the people who actually want to be sold. It's a giant, ginormous waste of time when you could be moving on and talking to more potential buyers. You've heard me say it for over 25 years. Some will, some won't. So what? Who's next? Let's go. Tip number four. Chase the process and not just the end result. You hear me talk about macro and micro. Like everybody wants everything rapidly fast now. They don't want to be patient enough to wait for the end result. I'm 45 years old and I look at my life as a basketball game. First quarter, you're born zero to 25. Second quarter, 26 to 50. So if I'm 45, I'm, I'm, bare, I'm finishing my second quarter right now. I'm five years away, five years from halftime. When halftime reaches, most 50-year-old thinks, thinks, uh, think that they're done. They think that they're old and finished. They even, I even hear my, my 50-year-old friends say, oh, I'm old, I'm getting old. You know, no, you're not fucking old. You're 50. It's halftime, bro. Because 51 to 74 is going to be third quarter. Holy shit, bro. You got another 30 years before you even finish third quarter. And then, tw- and then 75 to 100 is the fourth quarter. It ain't over till the clock hits zero. Okay. Shoot in your mindset that you will live for 100. With modern medicine, you can you don't. You only have this one life. You're not going to get another chance. Stop wasting time and dwelling on dumb shit. So number four, if you love the process, you've already won. My friends, I love my process of business. You've hear me. You've heard me talk about my life. You've heard me talk about buying a coffee farm in Nairobi and selling coffee and 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 putting positive quotes on a T-shirt or on a coffee mug, but really it's just the journey that brings me the happiness. It's, it's a bit, I, I, the only thing I know about coffee right now is I love black coffee and I drink it all the time and I, it just makes me happy, right? I don't, I don't consume, uh, and drink alcohol. I don't, you know, uh, drink liquor and stuff like that that other people enjoy. And if you do, that's great. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I just love what my process is all about, right? That's the journey that actually brings me happiness. And it's a big reason why I've picked that as a goal, because for me, 
to go back to Nairobi, where I came from in East Africa and Kenya, I picked that as a goal because for me, that's such a big North Star for me to aim. And it allows me to continue doing what I love for a very long time. You need to figure out something that you enjoy doing so much that just doing it makes you happy, not just the end result. Okay. The formula for professional success is what are your expectations plus reality? Don't just think about dreaming it up and go, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to buy this and I'm going to buy that. My friends, that turns into delusion. If you don't actually do something about it in reality and become practical about that journey and love that process, you're just going to lose. And here's my final tip. Number five, if you're a boss and you're listening to me, realize that you work for your fucking employees, not the other way around. Okay. I hate the word boss. I really do. Go Google this boss versus leader. And in Google, click on images. You will see a reddish pink image of stick men pulling a giant concrete block with a big Coco Bolo desk on it of a boss on it. That's what these employees are dragging with a rope. And then you look to the right of it, it shows you a leader and the leader is at the very front of that rope, pulling that giant concrete business block with them. If you're a boss, you work for your people. It's not the other way around. Oh my gosh. And this one really hits close close to home, you know, to me, you know, as a national trainer, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a, as an operator, as a business person, as a manager, I really wish that more people understood this. I work for my people. They don't work for me. And a lot of people think that this is, you know, counterintuitive to being a boss. But I actually believe that this is an incredibly important part of being a boss, right? The, the, owner of, the owner of a business is entirely responsible for everything that happens under that umbrella, including the employees. So if you don't like how something is happening within your company or how employees are actually performing, then guess what? It's your processes or it's your frameworks that created those issues in the first place. You dictated all of that stuff, dick. I'm not saying that's you. But every day I think about how I can put players in a position to succeed. People pass me and surpass me all the time. And I'm so okay with that because... That's what they want. They want the title. They want the money. They want the admiration of having this big title and, and being a, a leader in the company and being a director and a VP and moving up the ladder, you know, so that they can go back and brag to their friends and family to show them actually how successful they really are. And that's okay. It's all okay. That means if you're going to every single day think about putting your players whether they're sitting on the bench or they're on the front line, if you want to put them in a position to succeed, you have to deliver feedback with radical candor 
in a very constructive way and observing everybody's strengths and weaknesses and also understanding what everybody cares about at any given time, right? Don't be Rick or Sally or Joey or, or Mohammed and, and start yelling at people and pointing the finger or making your face turn red in front of everybody, right? It's always empathy, kindness, gratitude, humility, passion, drive, tenacity, conviction, confidence, charisma, right? Be strategic about it. The easiest question you can ask is, so what can I do for you? My friend Neil Harris um, said something to me the other day, and uh, I really like him. He's such a good dude. Um, I'm starting to get to know him a little bit better, and I'm learning lots from him. And after my conversation, I just basically picked up the phone one day. And, uh, you know, everybody emails, everybody texts. I like picking up the phone when something special is happening, especially. And said, hey, brother, congratulations on your latest position. Um, and, and I said, write this phone number down. And he's like, okay. And I gave him a phone number. And, he, and he's like, whose phone number is this? I said, that's my wife's phone number. He's like, dude, why the fuck would I call your, your wife? Why are you give me your wife's phone number? What's going on here? And I said... When I saw the position being posted um, weeks ago and I was reading about it, I said to my wife, hey, there's this amazing position. Uh, it's a senior position that is available uh, where I work right now. And um, she never said anything like, you know, after 25 years of marriage, she knows what I want. And, you know, if it was 20 years ago, she would have said, You'd, you should apply for it. You'd be great at it. She knows I'd be great at it, but she knows that's not what I want. What I want is to be on stage speaking to the world. That's it. The end. Whether it's free or I get paid, doesn't matter. I just want to talk to people. And uh, so I, I called it. So he got so. So she says, who do you think's going to get it? And my immediate answer was Neil Harris. Immediately. Like literally, I didn't even skip a beat. And she said, why do you think that? Why do you say that? And I said, because these five tips that I just gave you, that's what I think Neil Harris is all about. In my opinion, he's a leader, not a boss. And one of the things that proves that is after we got done with the conversation, he picked up his phone. He was literally three minutes away from a speaking keynote uh, engagement. He was hopping on stage. He's behind the scenes getting mic'd up. He's looking at his notes. Instead of focusing on what he has to deliver in his message to his audience, he shot me a text message in that moment. And this means the world to me so much. You have no idea. And he said, that really meant a lot that you picked up the phone and called me. Thank you so much. You really made my day. And by the way, please let me know if there's anything I can ever do to serve you. Those were the words of Neil Harris. He's a super cool dude. Check him out. Check him out on Twitter. Uh, Neil Harris. Neil Harris. Um, but anyways, I hope that um, I hope that this brought some value to you guys uh, this morning. Um, these are the five things that I would definitely go back and listen to. These are five pieces of business and career advice that I would give anybody for 2020. 
just remember, you'll get everything in life you want as long as you'll help enough other people get what they want. Tweet me at Zareer Merwanji. I hope you enjoyed the audio experience. And remember, every single day, suffocate negativity. And please, please, I beg you, please make positivity loud. I love you guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure that you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends that it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.